Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you today. You know what? If you're wanting to live life at its best, if you're wanting to get all of the benefits that Jesus died and conquered death and hell to give you, you're at the right place because I want you to enjoy life at its best. You know, we've been talking for these last several weeks, answering the question, is God really fair? And we started out with the whole thing of generational curses, because I'm telling you, if there is anything <clears throat> that represents or presents God as being unfair, it is the whole idea of generational curses. And if this is, you know, this is the first one of these uh, broadcasts that you dropped into uh, go back and listen to all of them or order the series, get the series that goes along with it. You know, uh, the series, we have the series out as a six message series, but I've, I've decided to add, I don't know, two or three free bonus downloads that we'll send to you if you actually get the series because I just could not hit the brakes on, on this thing. Now, let me just, let me dive into this because this is so, or so crucial. You know, uh, I'm, I'm going to touch on something that doesn't seem like we're talking about is God fair, but we're going to talk about civil justice. <clears throat> you know, it's amazing. Back when I first got saved, there was this talk about secular and sacred. And, and, and really, this has kind of been imposed on the church uh, by really by in, in the government, by more or less by liberals to say that there is no place for Christianity in government. Well, if you can read, uh, you go in and, and you read uh, the writings of our founders, and they, and even though many of them weren't Christians, they believed in God. Some of them were moralists, some of them were deists, some of them were Christians, but the one foundation that almost all of them had was that a, a, a country like ours, where there is true freedom, where there is a republic with a constitution, will only work as long as people adhere to the morals and the values that Jesus taught. And I'm telling you, the framers of our constitution were really, really clear about this. And I'll, let me just say this too. The whole concept of separation of church and state is not what is being presented to us today. This was, this was a, a phrase that was used in the Federalist letters, uh, and it is you, taken totally out of context. And, uh, you know, we know that our country was established on the morals, the values of the, of the Word of God. <clears throat> now, you say, well, uh, what's that got to do with anything? Well, see, God teaches and God expresses and God's commandments, they all show us what the standard for civil justice is. You know, it's amazing the things that we read in the Old Testament and the commandments that we think are, are legislations or rules or regulations that are designed uh, more or less to, to, to earn favor with God. Many of them are just civil things. They tell you how to have a civil society. They, try, they show you how to have civil justice that is fair 
to everyone. And one of the things that Israel was supposed to do, Israel was supposed to follow God, come into the promised land, and they were supposed to rule in the justice, the fairness, the equity, the wisdom that God gave him or gave them from the word. And, uh, <clears throat> and God said that, that that fairness would be so astounding to the pagan world that the pagan world would come to Israel to want to know the source of their justice. You know, people today are so ignorant of the Bible and they're so ignorant of history, they don't realize that the Bible was the greatest uh, uh, code of civil justice that had ever been written. I'm, uh, you know, the commandments, you know, people talk about how bad the law is, and how bad the commandments is. It's like, so wait a minute, you're telling me that... Uh, being warned against committing adultery, you're telling me there's something legalistic and wrong with that? Or not stealing from your neighbor, or not coveting what your neighbor has, or not bearing false witness, or not slaying? You're telling me that there's something legalistic and, and cruel and unkind about that? No. The only people that think that's legalistic, cruel, unkind are workers of iniquity who reject God's morals, values, and ethics and, uh, and want to create their own. And in fact, believe that they are more just, more moral, more fair than God. Now, throughout God's word, God clearly establishes that nations, healthy nations, are established on a righteous code of civil justice. Not a self-righteous code, but a righteous code. In other words, a code of civil justice that is in harmony with walking in love, that is in harmony with treating people fairly, uh, that is within, within, it's in harmony with, with uh, uh, people ha having repercussions, uh, uh, you know, having personal mercy, but, but social repercussions. And so, <clears throat> so the, what's happening in our nation right now, and you may be watching this in some other nation in the world, but you know, I'm broadcasting this from the United States. What's happening in our nation is the last big push to overthrow true civil justice and to establish really a socialist government where, where the government's word replaces God's morals and values and standards. And I'm telling you what, uh, every country that has gone this way has seen nothing but downfall. It's not God judging them, bringing them their downfall. It's iniquity bringing their downfall. That was the warning that God gave the children of Israel. It's like, look, you know, if you don't believe my word, if you reject my word, if you reject my wisdom, I am the creator. I created you. I know how to uh, uh, the instructions you need, the prescriptions you need for the best life possible. And if you reject that, then ultimately the very foundations of your nation will fall apart. Now, I'm going to start with the end from the beginning here because I want to show you something really interesting. You know, Jesus is going to come back a second time. And if you read my book, Apocalypse, you have, number one, a biblical view of history past and history future. Secondly, you have the only view of the end time account that gives you courage, that gives you faith, and that gives you confidence. I tell you, people write me all the time saying, every time I hear anything about the end times, I'm just filled with fear and dread, and I don't know what to do, and I get overwhelmed, but I read your book, Apocalypse, and for the first time, I can confidently face what's coming 
in the future with absolute peace and absolute confidence. So that's where I want you to be. But, <clears throat> but Jesus is coming a second time. Now, in order for me to talk to you about justice, you, you, you need to hear what I'm about to say about the second coming of Jesus. Because religion has told you that when Jesus comes the second time, that every person that is not born again is going to die and go to hell. And only the people who have been born again are going to, are going to survive the return of the Lord Jesus. I got news for you. That would not be fair. That would not be just. In fact, Jesus is not coming to destroy the world at the second time. Jesus is coming to rescue the innocent from the corruption of the world system and the, and the militant attack of the Antichrist armies. Now, when Jesus comes back, yes, the Antichrist armies will be overthrown. And the governments of the world will have to surrender to the reign, the worldwide reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for 1,000 years, we will experience the rule of the Lord Jesus Christ here on earth. And he will rule in God's behalf. In other words, he's not ruling of his own will, of his own volition. He's going to rule the way we could have if we had just read the Bible and, and, and if our governmental leaders had not been greedy and corrupt and dishonest and unfair and immoral and ungodly. And so he's going to show us for a thousand years how we could have had paradise here on earth. You know, this morning I'm watching the television and I don't, I can't even tell you how many different advertisements I saw where different companies, uh, uh, and I don't want to go down the list of them. There were just too many and I might get some of them wrong and get sued. But, but how many different medical companies are being sued for, by, for billions of dollars because of the people they knowingly killed because of the side effects of their medicine. I got news for you. When Jesus comes back, all that stops. As a matter of fact, what we're going to discover when Jesus comes back is that it has been uh, the poisonous uh, side effects of medications that kill more people every year than all the wars in the world. Now, nobody wants to admit that. I could end up in trouble for saying that, but I'm just telling you that's, that's how it is. But why? Because of money. Now, so when Jesus comes back, all of these corrupt companies, all these corrupt governments, you know, all of this is coming to an end. And for a year, we're going to see what true justice actually looks like. Isaiah 9, 6 says this, for unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder. Boy, nobody wants to mix government and religion. Well, I got news for you. Uh, you, you better kind of tighten up your belt because when Jesus comes back, it's not going to be government and religion. It's going to be government and God. Now, now, if Jesus is coming back to establish a government, who's that government going to rule over for a thousand years? Who's that government going to show the glory of God for a thousand years? If, if, if everybody's either gone to heaven or hell. See, people, the church will not pray for Jesus to come back because they're afraid that when Jesus comes back, their kids or their relatives or people that they know that don't know the Lord are going to die and go to hell. I got news for you. Religion talks you into that. That's not true. That's not in the Bible. That's not, that's not how it's going to be. Jesus is going to come back and save 
the world from the murderous, tyrannical iniquity of the Antichrist and the world system. And so we're going to discover what it's really like to have peace. And if we're going to discover what it's really like for people to be able to live on this earth the way God want, wanted it from, you know, from the beginning. Well, actually, it won't be like the Garden of Eden, but it'll be like man still could have had it after uh, the rebellion and the fall of the Garden of Eden. Man could have still had paradise here on earth if he had wanted to, if he had trusted God, if he had ruled and reigned in righteousness. So Jesus is going to come and, and, and he's going to save the innocent from the murderous, villainous, vicious, wickedness, bloodlust of Antichrist. It says the government's going to be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government, there it is, there's that word government again. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Now you, you see, when we see the word judgment, we almost always think of something negative, legalistic judgment, of somebody being found guilty of something. No, you know what? The, the word judgment just means a decision is going to be made. For the first time, there's going to be judgment that is based on true justice. Now, Jesus is going to bring us peace. The Bible tells us that during the millennium, that if somebody dies at 100 years old, it's going to be like a child died because people are going to be living in advanced ages when the earth is not being polluted, when the air that we're breathing is not, is not full of death. And not, you know, not only that, remember, we have dominion over planet earth. Planet earth is becoming a place of death or a place of life based on the beliefs, the expectations uh, of the people who live here in this planet. I'm telling you what, with Jesus sitting on the throne, faith is going to come alive in planet Earth. People are going to trust God. They're going to trust that the things that God said is true. They're going to trust that they are who God said they are. They can have what God said that. And I'm telling you, the entire atmosphere of planet Earth is going to shift because of the collective beliefs of the entire world based on what Jesus is showing us about how incredibly good God is. You say, well, why are you using this in a series about justice? Because here's what you're going to find. At the end of that thousand years, there is going to be the last rebellion. And this last rebellion brings an end then to planet Earth as we, as we know it. Now, why would mankind rebel against Jesus ruling the entire world in justice? And, 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 you know, things being fair and equitable. I'll tell you why. It's because the wicked are not interested in what's fair. They are not interested in what is equitable. They are not interested in what brings peace to the world. They are interested in what puts money and power in their pockets and in the lives of their offspring. You know, the, you know, the book of wisdom 
is said to have been written by Solomon to the kings of the earth, warning them about how to rule in righteousness and justice. In the book of wisdom, it talks about how, how that the, the, the wicked, you know, they have no hope of eternal life. They have no hope of eternity with God. Their only hope is what they have right here in this life and what they can give to their offspring. You see, what you're going to, what you will discover, and you should know this. Now, if you're a believer, you should know this now. The corruption that is in the earth today is not here by accident. It is here by corrupt leaders who line their pockets and line the pockets of their families uh, so that they become the wealthy who oppress the poor for generations to come. And it has been this way in planet earth ever since man left the garden. It's been a struggle for power and wealth and control over the human race. So <clears throat> you start realizing people, now many, some people are confused, but the people who are destroying the earth are not confused. They are seeking power and control and wealth. And the laws that are passed, you know, it's kind of interesting. You know, somebody, somebody asked me, they said, well, so how did our trade laws get so out of balance where the United States was losing money on trade and, and other, other, you know, other countries, you know, we were giving them deals that hurt us, but helped them. Why did that happen? I tell you, you go to any country where any kind of treaty was made and the people who gave that country a treaty that hurt our country, that hurt our economy, that hurt our uh, uh, ability to, to rule, uh, to have a sovereign country. I can tell you this, the people who negotiated and made and orchestrated those treaties and those agreements, they and their families got rich off of these corrupt treaties, off of these corrupt deals. You see, when a nation is unjust, then you have to realize that, that it, it, actually the Bible talks about when the wicked reign, the entire nation mourns. And the church in America, oh man, church in America has lost its, it's lost its compass. It's lost its conscience. The church in America, um, <clears throat> man, I, I'm telling you, they, they follow the way of the wicked uh, because they have no concept of bringing uh, God into, into, their, in, into how they govern their lives, how they vote, you know, uh, uh, how they interact with society. Listen to this. Let me, let's, just, uh, let's just look at some of the justice. This is just, you know, this is just a, almost a scripture I pulled out of the hat just before I came out the door. Exodus 23, 1, 1 through 9 says this. And, and, now, now Many people, again, they're going to try to say that these commandments are about man trying to earn something from God. No, these, most of the commandments were civil. As a matter of fact, eight out of ten of all of the commandments were about how to relate to one another. Only two out of ten of the commandments are, are 2% of all of the 561 commandments. Excuse me, 20% of all the 500 and something commandments were about relating to God. Listen to this. You shall not circulate a false report. You know, I've told my wife and kids for years, the news media is nothing but paid liars. They are paid corrupt liars who make their living 
off of gossip and slander, and they will slander, gossip, and exaggerate in order to boost their ratings before they will tell the truth so that we can know what's going on. I mean, we have become a country where falsehood reigns, exaggeration reigns. Listen, it goes on and says, do not put your hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. In other words, don't uh, well, as a matter of fact, verse 2 kind of clar even clarifies it more. It's not just about being an unrighteous wit wit witness. You shall not follow a crowd to do evil, nor shall you testify in a dispute so as to set aside uh, uh, or, or so as to turn aside after many to pervert justice. <clears throat> Man, the New Testament, when it talks about the works of the flesh, one of the works of the flesh that it talks about is a party spirit. A party spirit is not people who go out and throw a wild party. A party spirit is a group of people who, who vote along party lines, who have group think. They're, they're people who get with a group and, 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 and that group you know, uh, uses its influence and power to get what it wants in order uh, uh, for everybody within that group to line its pockets or to have control over other people. And that's a party spirit. And, and, and that's an evil thing. That's an ungodly thing that brings destruction to our country. You know, I, I would love to spend some time with you to help you understand why we are not. Uh, you know, every time you, every time I hear these people talk about uh, our democracy, our democracy, our democracy, or you know, something, we're we're a republic. We're we're a republic with a democratic form of voting, but we are a republic. We're not a democracy. True, pure democracies cannot make it based on this scriptural principle right here. Because in a true democracy where everything is just run by the crowd, all it takes is the wicked with the money to influence the crowd. And the crowd will think uh, the way they need to think to get what they want to get from the money. You know, that's, listen, what do you think? You know, I believe in welfare. If you speak out against welfare today, man, you're immediately labeled a racist or something like that. I believe in righteous welfare. I believe in helping the people who cannot help themselves. But the whole driving force behind the entire welfare program has been to get people reliant on one party of the government, whichever party is going to offer them the money they need to keep living, to keep paying their bills. And the, and, and, and the whole goal between everything that the government says we're going to do for you is always going to be, no, this is what we're going to do to buy you, to buy your vote, to buy your, buy your opinion, to get you in agreement with us, to get you into crowd think, to get you to follow the crowd, to get you to have a party spirit, which the Bible says is a work of the flesh. And it means that, that you can't really walk with God in a healthy way when you are constantly uh, thinking and functioning along the lines of a work of the flesh. And it's no different than murder. It's no different. You know, work of the flesh doesn't matter. It's a witchcraft, a murder, lying, all of this sedition, all of this, a party spirit <clears throat> is, is equal. And listen to this. This is really interesting here. Verse 3. This is the Bible. This is what God said. You shall not, and what are we talking about? Is God fair? Yeah. And this is what you're seeing right here. God is saying, don't get into this group thing. Don't give in to the mob. You know, like I said, if we were a pure democracy, then what would happen would be the people with the money would buy the people who don't have money. 
You know, something you don't understand possibly, and people might say, man, Jim, you're, you're, you're talking too much political stuff. Well, no, wait a minute. <clears throat> uh, one of the reasons we don't understand God's justice is because we have trusted the justice of governmental organizations who claim to be more just than God. One of the goals of socialism, communism, progressivism is to destroy the middle class. Now, if the middle class is destroyed, then all the money of the middle class will, it, it won't end up in the hands of the poor, helping the poor. I mean, some of it will. They'll, you know, people write me sometimes that see when I talk about these political things, they'll write me and say, Jim, you got it right. You know, my husband uh, is on uh, medical disability. He cannot work, but they never give you enough to have a decent life. You're always hanging on the edge of desperation. You're always hanging on the edge of starvation. You know, you don't, you don't have enough to actually have a life. But once the middle class is eradicated and it'll be done through taxes, then only the elite, only the powerful will have money. When, when only the powerful and the elite have money and there is no middle class to, to actually, that actually carries society, then the elite will control the desperately poor by money, just like the Bible says is going to happen. And, and people... People will have to agree with the government to eat. They'll have to agree with the government to purchase. They'll have to agree with the government to sell. They'll have to agree with the government to have a job. This is the iniquity of where governments go. And they do it in the name of we are going to help the poor. We're going to help everybody. But the real truth is uh, <clears throat> people who are, who are, declaring themselves to be saviors of the world generally turn out to be the destroyers of the world. You know, verse 3 in Exodus says this really interesting. You shall not show partiality to a poor man in his dispute. You know, I, I, I find these verses interesting because, you know, God is really clear that the, that the wealthy shall not oppress the poor, the fatherless, the widow the destitute, the people that are facing harm. But it is equally wrong to say that just because a person is poor, we're going to take that person's side. Now, <clears throat> you know, that's one of the things that's happening in this world of iniquity, in this world that says just because you're poor, we're going to say that you're right. Or just because you're a woman, we're going to say that you're right. Or just because you're a minority, we're going to say that you're right. Now, that is nothing but buying loyalty. God is just, and God says, I will be fair to every man, but every man shall be equally responsible. Every man shall, shall face the same standard of justice. Every man shall uh, walk in the justice that, that my word speaks. You know, I was just thinking about some of the things that, uh, that we're losing in our country right now. Uh, in, in the name of, of a justice that's, you know, that's, that's better than all the justice that, <laughs> that we've ever seen, it is <clears throat> you, you have people who are justice warriors who want to use wickedness to overthrow what they call wickedness. Well, if you overthrow witness, wickedness with wickedness, guess what? 
then wickedness still wins. They want to do away with due process. They want, they want if people accuse you, uh, they can do it secretly. They can do it privately. Did you know this is what happens in communist countries where people are put to death and they, they never know who their accusers are. They never know specifically what laws they've broken. They just, they just have these accusations made against us. Well, listen, God is just, God is the one that came up with due process. God is the one that came up with the fact that you can't bring accusations uh, without witnesses that, that can prove it. And, and it's got to be more than just you. It's got to be at the mouth, two or three witnesses. Everything's got to be proven. God is the one that gave us the justice that as long as we were close to that justice, our nation was great. But I'll tell you something, our nation, our world won't be great ever again until Jesus comes back and establishes his righteousness and his justice for a thousand years. I hope this helped you understand what's going on in the world. I hope you understand how to have justice in your own heart. I'll talk to you again next week. I look forward to it. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.